Hello folks, and welcome to a slightly delayed episode of The Kids' Table. I'm Matt. I'm Kendra. And uh, today we're going to be doing 1994's The Little Rascals remake. So, the, uh, you know, here is the summary. Alfalfa is wooing Darla, and his he-man woman-hating friends attempt to sabotage the relationship. That's it. Great. Uh, we'll be right back. Enjoy whatever clip I have chosen to drop in here. See y'all soon. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the kids' table. This is Kendra. And this is Matt. And like you heard before we cut away, um, we are on the eve when we have finally found out that Jared Kushner is going to jail, very likely. We are discussing 1994's The Little <laughs> Rascals, which stars the current president of the United States. Yes. <laughs> he makes his appearance as the fucking ubiquitous entity that is like Zelig-like in all movies of the 90s. I fucking hate that he's in so many 90s properties. It's pretty crazy. Like, his, uh, he's, yeah. in a, he's in everything. But this is interesting in relation to The Little Rascals as a, you know, historically even. Like, as like the original, like, you know, 20s to 1940s property. As in, it's not surprising that he would be in a property that's historically racist. That's true, but it gets more complicated because it was also a very class-conscious television show when it was airing initially as our gang. Right, yes, it was. They were all fairly lower middle, middle, lower middle to lower class. Should we apologize for being delayed? Oh, yeah, sorry guys, we didn't mean to jump right into it. Um, yeah, we're kind of delayed, so I was in California for work, and... And I was also in California... Uh, and then... He didn't leave his burps in California, And then things just... Nope. They're always being produced. Uh, (laughs) but then, yeah, then there was scheduling problems and whatever, so I know you guys have been salivating, you guys... Ooh. So mad that we haven't been on the air. Yes. Just angry. There were... I got threatening letters, um, in my box. You know, people wait with bated breath each week for this, and, and so, to those people, we apologize. We've, we've blue-balled your ears, to mix metaphors, (laughs) and, uh... (laughs) So we'll make this one extra good somehow. We'll try. Um, yeah, but so on that note, we're... Well, I don't know. It's like, are we going once every other week? Or is that just like a backup plan? We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. But the point being, we're going to be on um, on a very regular schedule now. Like we were for technic, which... Give us credit. We were for the past eighteen episodes. Yeah, we fucking very regular. We ground that stuff out, and we're not just lazy millennials who think that talking into a microphone for like an hour or two is 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 grinding work. No, this is like both of our second and third jobs. Yes. So, let's get started. Yeah. So, uh, the little rascals. First um, of all, had you seen this movie in your when it came out or like when you were younger? Oh yeah, because so 
I am now looking back, I'm like trying to figure out why my mother was like so obsessed with the original Little Rascals and like made me watch them. Because they're super racist and seem like a thing that she would not have been into. But Can she would... you describe some stuff? Because like I've never seen the original Our Gang stuff. Because like in 95, or like, was this movie, did this movie precipitate the re-release or did that come out way earlier i don't know but i remember maybe i used to be able to watch them on like tnt Hmm. um which had like rights to all that old stuff like all the old uh cartoons and so it would make sense that they also had these but they were on television somewhere they may have also been on tv land a bit Hmm. um but also censored in the same way um the old warner brothers cartoons were eventually censored right uh, but yeah, like, so the characters as you meet them in the 94 movie are the same pretty much as in the Our Gang shorts. Um, you've got your, your stymie, sty- spank, spanky, um, <laughs> buckwheat, froggy, froggy, porky, butch. Was all, uh-huh a thing or is that? Uh-huh was a thing, I believe. Yeah. So all of those characters are the same, except I think that very possibly and someone i'm probably getting this wrong i think the second black kid who was bald was not in the original i think there was just buckwheat in just our gang exactly. i thought there was another whatever i i don't know shit so yeah you can just well the ones i don't know the ones that i remember seeing there was only buckwheat because the one that stick that there's two original our gangs that stick out in my mind one is the one where Buckwheat does Romeo and Juliet, but he does it in African-American vernacular English. Uh, and which is what they're making fun of in SNL with Eddie Murphy, right? Exactly, yes. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, that's totally where that comes, comes from. Alone at last. Juliet, my Juliet, where are you? Juliet, where are you? But, and it also it's like really exaggerated AAVE, so it's like, you know, it's not great. And it <laughs> will make you cringe if you watch it now, but it's, you know, it's an interesting um, uh, tidbit of history. And then the second one is um, this one that Spanky has with Miss Crabtree, who's uh-huh. a character, or an original character play, from Daryl Daryl Hannah is her in this one? Yes, it's exactly. It's weird to see her face in a movie like this, like... I don't know. I so strongly associate her with both Kill Bill and um, Blade Runner. Oh, okay. In which she plays two deadly sort of like female, strong, like villainous female characters. Right. Um, So now she's like a wholesome lady in like what looks like Georgia as as written in Hollywood. (laughs) It was, that was like, so we can get to that. Let me just, yeah, yeah, let me just, okay. So, um, Spanky and Spanky basically, there's an, okay, there's an R gang episode where if I'm remembering correctly, Spanky basically spends the entire episode like sexually harassing Miss Crabtree. Um, and like, nice. And then eventually like takes her out on a date that she, for some reason, agrees to go out with him on. That sounds funny. Yeah. Sounds like you're being a little sensitive. I mean, I don't know. I mean, also, like, the, the gender... speaking of blank check, it's like, we oh, haven't God, improved yeah. at no, all. Like, it's not. still funny to people to push that boundary, but, like, then you go to, like, the, you go to, like, the ladybug's place, and that's when it becomes gross to me. Right. Well, well I think we both thought blank check was kind of gross. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it had horrible messaging, and it was shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. John Guerrero. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but so, um, I think our gang, and then continu- continuing with 94's Little Rascals, have- Miguel Guerrero. Miguel, yeah. Sorry. Have, no, Sorry. Have always had some, uh, gendered issues. 
Yeah. So that was that was palatable in the old older ones. Yeah. Well, because I mean, the plot is that they are part of the he-man was, women's hating. That's women. all true. Yeah. That's, I have no idea what. Oh yeah, yeah. they okay. hate girls. But okay, so our gang, which was part of some larger series, ran from 1922 to 1944. Yep. So you're gonna get some of that. <laughs> you're gonna be picking. That's a ripe year for a lot of stuff that we would in the 2017, you know, obviously be yeah. horrified at. Well, I mean, there's just something now, like. Now that we know how impressionable, like, young boys are, and, like, we know that they learn violence against women, like, very, very early, and it is something that you have to teach them otherwise about. Right. Like, to have all these four through, like, nine-year-olds in a club that is called, explicitly, the He-Man Women Haters. Yeah. Like, Women Haters. Like, it's (laughs) very explicit what they do in this club. So right. that doesn't sound so great in and 27. You wonder what kind of boys these, what kind of men these boys are going to grow into. Okay, well, this is my, this is, this was, a, a, having not seen the original stuff, you know, from like the Depression era to, to the war, World War II, uh, you know, like, um, I, I'm assuming they didn't do, have the arc they had in this 94 movie where they like, learn to become accepting of women. No, 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 they were very much one-offs. But Darla and Alfalfa was a plot Thing that they would keep coming back to. I right. don't know how it resolved, if it did resolve, but the shorts were that. They were like shorts that they were just like individualized adventures. Because as you said, it ran from 22 to 40 something. So also the kids would change. Yeah, they had to swap out the kids a bunch of times. And they like, <laughs> and, so bad. and like the show is so popular that I think I read somewhere, uh, whatever, that like they would even host like. Con- like there would be like some like nationwide hunt for yes. the next buckwheat or whatever, right? And like that was something that happened. But I, I, I we talked about this off mic for a second, and I'm still kind of curious. I don't know if I got an answer out of you. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever the gender politics, which was not even an existent term when the original show was out, were um, part of the reason that the show was so popular and did so well is because it had an integrated cast. And it was also about kids who were poor. Um, so it showed, like, black and white children as sort of equal, on an equal level, interacting, regardless of if it was some horrible piccaninny sort of stereotype. So, like, like I don't know. To what degree do you give them credit for that? And then, and I guess you don't. You just go, like, great, thanks. Now we're allowed to be, like, and also fuck you for this, this, and that. I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know if it was necessarily, like, revolutionary when it was happening. It, I mean, it probably was to some extent. I think it accounts for maybe, they, they seem to suggest online that this is what accounts for it being, like, wildly popular. Right. I mean, I can, yeah. I have no idea. I thought maybe somebody, this dude, no, Kyle no, no, Roach, no. was doing some sort of, like, Gene Roddenberry thing where he was trying to, like, it back, like, in 1920, you no, know, No, no, I knew freestyle. that. No, I, to- no I, I totally knew that. It's just... I'm trying to, like, put myself in the mindset of someone, like, who is in the 30s and, like, trying not to put any of my 2017 sensibilities. It's fucking impossible to do. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I definitely understand how this was groundbreaking in the, in the, in the, in the time. Um, But I mean, also, this was, you know, the same era where, like, Fred Astaire did blackface and said he did it as a tribute to his best friend Bojangles. So it's like, you know... (laughs) It's hard. It's just hard to throw your soul into the mind of another, you know, right. person at that time. It's tough. Yeah, and like we things that were considered like tributes and revolutionary then, we are now like, no, don't, don't, 
Of course. Don't it, do is, that. it is what we call progress, <laughs> you know, nominally. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm just curious about, like, the property, because there's a lot of shit like this. Like, you know, you've got what would be called, you know, quote-unquote, like, problematic stuff from the past that people still fondly remember. Yes. And reboot. And, like, I just feel like we've run into this a couple times now. Have we, what other... Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Or, like, I don't know. You just talk about, like... Like, you watch Dumbo, and you just right. go, at the no. end. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, you, no. You, you have the Disney vault with all of the shit in there that just could not be aired any longer. Right. Well, I mean, the most famous, the... um the What is it? Like, the, the Censored Eleven from the what? Warner Brothers... Oh, what's that? So there is a bunch of Mary Melodies cartoons um, <laughs> from Warner Brothers that were made from like the 30s up to the 50s that when Ted Turner created TNT mm-hmm. and he got the rights um, for all the Warner Brothers cartoons, there was like some scuffle. I forget who argued for what, but in the end, what ended up happening was these censored 11 cartoons were banned for various things so like one of them is called Cole black and the seven seven spelled with a b right dwarfs yeah. um and then there's one where like oh my um hair stew or i think it's called like hair stew or something they, where wait where bugs you- bunny like is interacting with a sharecropper Oh. Um, and it's like a big lipped, uh, overall sagging. Sure, you know, right. you know exactly what I what I mean. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's a few like that where where they are just you don't show them. I'm really but do you remember that? Like, I, this is my me- my memory is in the '90s when I was watching Looney Tunes. Yeah, they totally still had the um, the like sort of they had the like basically like the jungle one. I think yeah. So they were cooking. There was the same horrible caricature. Maybe it wasn't like strictly speaking like an, an African American exactly, but it's still a person in fucking banana leaves, like with thick lips and like stewing him yeah. in a pot. So yeah, they I think- ran that until like two thousands. No, definitely not until that. So that one might be one of the ones then where they cut out. They were supposed to cut out certain things, mm-hmm. like certain words or whatever. But I don't think you can see the full run of it. But what's really interesting but that was on you do know that agree that that was on oh, like, I totally, way because, longer than the band one. Yeah, because I saw I used to see some questionable ones. There's an aboriginal one, I think. Huh. That I remember too that I I definitely saw when I was watching TNT. But like the interesting thing about those cartoons and kind of like the original Aragang is that they all contain like as much racism and horribleness as they contain, they also have like these interesting historical or just like cultural touch points too that it kind of sucks are lost to um like to the rest of the world well like with cole black and the seven dwarves um i actually i have all of them and that one like the music is so beautiful in it it's like jazz Uh age like really really good big band music yeah but it's accompanying this like horrible like racist caricature story and there's also just a bunch of really interesting references in that one to like war bonds and rations and like all this other shit that you forget that was permeated in the culture because of what was going on right so it's cool to see it reflected back in a cartoon but not in the way that well sure it's like you don't put it on like you don't put it on your saturday morning roster on no. like the disney channel but like you know there's no way that it would be a good idea either to like destroy make it accessible it. exactly like it's a historical artifact it is troublesome to look at but it's informative yes <laughs> Because, like, I, I was, like, like I'm, I'm, I don't remember any of the instances, but I also, like, I feel like a dumb fucking hipster signaling, <laughs> humble bragging guy. Like, I, I read Swing Time, like, a couple months ago. Oh, oh, look at you. Look, yeah, I know. Oh, 
what I wanted. Boy, I'm blowing out this I know, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, it's not even a good payoff for my humble brag, which was just like, I, like there's a huge part where she's referencing a bunch of like old dance numbers and stuff from mm-hmm. like, you know, the whatever golden age of Hollywood musicals where it was a lot of like, this is so beautiful. This music is so amazing. It's also like Joan Crawford in full blackface or something. Wait, have I shown you that Joan yeah, Crawford yeah, yeah, scene? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> it's it's called tropical makeup. That's the, it's really good. That's um the kind spin that Debbie Reynolds tries to R.I.P. tries to place on it in the documentary that she talks about. It. She calls it tropical makeup. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Euphemisms are way funnier poor debbie i can't believe we they made her say that okay anyway um well the the only other thing the moving to a different kind of topic which is the other big one of the of the the current film we're talking about which is like basically a really kind of like even in 94 like kind of like hoary like men are from mars women are from venus (laughs) or whatever it is kind of like view of gender stuff uh like i still remember like I don't know. It was a little kid in New Jersey in the '90s, as were you. Yes. And like, it was totally still just like, is there so there was still just that like ugh, cooties and like oh totally just like I don't know. There, there was some universal growing pains where you just had to like kind of revile each other while being obviously curious of each other, <laughs> secretly actually like fascinated with each other, but like you still had to like performatively be grossed out for like, a span of, like, maybe, what, 10 years? Yeah, probably like from kindergarten up until, like, the third or fourth grade. Yeah, you sort of, like, shake off the equality, everyone's welcome stuff around kindergarten, around when school, and, like, a kind of, like, a mandated, yeah, I don't know. Well, because, like, for us, like, I went to preschool, and when I was, like, I was four, I got married to Frank Edward on the playground. So, like, clearly, like, right. that was, like, fine. But then as soon as you get to kindergarten, what happened Did was... Did he give you a ring or what happened? I don't remember. I just remember we got married and my mom was, like, what the hell is going or on? Or was it one of those little kid things where it's, like, we're married. No, I'm no, I'm marrying like, you. And then the boy's, like, oh, fine. And you, like, put, like, an acorn in his mouth or something or whatever <laughs> you think is, like, the... This is our ritual. You're married to me. What the fuck were you doing? Oh, can I tell... I, I did this thing. I had a, a friend named Joanna who, uh, <laughs> like, we would hang out. And I was, like, we were, like, legitimately, like, good friends, like, best friends. But she would... It was very, like, gendered, like, what we were doing. Like, she would be, like, always want to play house. So, like, she would play house but uh, and make me, like, cook dinner and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but, and she would want me to, like, come home from work and all this bullshit. Uh, but I would always uh, demand to be a gorilla. Oh, you told me that. Or a raptor. <laughs> so I was either loping around on all fours pretending to be a gorilla and like destroying the kitchen. And then she would be like mad or I was like a dinosaur. And that was like our compromise. <laughs> I don't know. I know how Christy lives with you. Yeah, I still do that for sure. <laughs> I can imagine you coming home and like as a dinosaur, I see it. I can see it. Um... No, but yeah, so, like, I, I think the gendered stuff really starts once you get to organized school. At least it did in the 90s, where, like, I remember our, like, the lunch ladies on the playground. Is it different now? Like, what's going on now? I don't I, know what kids are doing. I don't think, I, it can't possibly be the same, because, like, the lunch ladies on our playground would, like, get mad when I wanted to play Foursquare. Huh. And they'd be like, come over here, we're teaching cha-cha lessons. Or, like, go play jump rope. I was, first yeah. of all, I don't think kids play jump rope anymore. Second of all, I haven't seen These anyone. Kids. I haven't seen anyone <laughs> playing Foursquare in a day and an age. 
I mean, yeah, I played that when I was in, like a adolescent. But I mean, we played it all through elementary school. Pretty, I mean, I played it when I was like fifteen. Still, pretty fun game. Matt, I swear to God, it's fun. No, I. I mean, yes, but first of all, you would recess when you were fifteen. Well, no, I. They're just there's Foursquare on the blacktop at schools, even when it's out. Okay. We didn't have like, you know, uh, like yeah, blacktop day when it was nice <laughs> out. Oh, when I was see. fifteen. Okay, and my free time, I just like would go up to the ice rink. That's a whole thing that people have to have access to <laughs> and skates to use the ice. We had two. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, anyway. We had uh, asphalt and chalk. And I don't even think my high school had a black... Now that I think about it, I'm realizing my high school did not have a blacktop. Hmm. Just beautiful cure- like manicured lawns and stuff. Yeah. And a horse racing track in the back. We did not have a horse racing track. <laughs> Okay, just a course. Just a little obstacle course. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we had room next to the 18-hole golf course, and they just decided to put one in. Uh, Yes. All right, so, I don't know. I don't have much more. I just wanted to, like, sort of, I don't know, contextualize the movie again like I enjoy doing. No, I know. You like your context. Um, Do you want to, like, take a quick break, and then we'll dive into the meat of the movie once we return? Yeah, although there's not... the, The pith of the movie is just a sort of fun quick moving it's fun but there's people we can talk about you know there's there's some plot points and then we'll just hit some we'll hit some highlights and we fucking get out of here yeah all right all right we'll be right back (laughs) i wonder if she's not thinking of me too why are boys such jerks (laughs) you're not thinking about alfalfa are you oh no 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 way are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Babes are like a bad song. Once you get them stuck in your head, you can't get them out again. Why do they have to be so different? <laughs> Girls get along with each other. Boys stand up for themselves. Girls care. Boys take what's theirs. Boys won't listen. All they want to do is talk. They like to moon ya. No, we Hey guys, welcome back. Um, we are back from our break and we're gonna continue on with the little rascals. I made Matt a cocktail per his request. Does it have a name? No. It's just called I have a kitchen and I grow shit outside. And I like to make things with the shit that I grow. She doesn't grow strawberries. No. So instead she bought like eighty pounds of them and I like bought blended two. them for like a cup of syrup or something, which is very good. But I know I didn't blend them. I I melted them down on the stove very slowly. Ooh, the yeah. stewed, the stewed strawberry stuff also looks disgusting when it's done. Yeah, it tastes so good, but it looks like the fucking slime from like the second Ghostbusters movie. Oh, it, it looks terrible. It looks like what I hack up when I have a sinus infection. If it had blood in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it looks like I have tuberculosis. Is yes. actually what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, that's what we're drinking now, and we're gonna discuss, uh, more of the Little Rascals. I think we should actually start with a point that Matt briefly brought up last, uh, last segment, where everyone in this movie is Southern. Yeah. Oh, this is, this it is was a very big, strange. weird clash. Okay. I, my thoughts are, okay, 
I'll start from uh, the distance, a distance, okay, uh, and approach it obliquely. Okay. Um, this show. <laughs> wow. You know, this show is a little bit about like, you know, you know, we we kind of like use nostalgia, which is a little bit of a cheap trick, right? Because it's like has an inbuilt baked audience. Mm-hmm. You use it, and then but then you sort of like dispassionately examine and maybe problematize or critique. You know, the stuff that you hold dear and don't really think about that much from the past. People do this all the time, blah, blah, blah. Yep. What was interesting about this movie, and I guess Parent Trap could fall into this category as well, is like, we are, we are sort of nostalgically looking back on a film that was itself, you know, an attempt to reboot and market nostalgia in a way. Because... The last time we had The Little Rascals was 1944. Yes. So what makes 94, uh, you know, the, the time to bring this back? And also, why is it that they seem to want to keep the aesthetics of 1930s? Yeah, Era, do. small town America, just anywhere, in wedged in, into, in a kind of jagged and really noticeable way, like contemporary 90s like Los Angeles yes. or wherever they were filming. It's no, they just, were definitely in Los Angeles. It's like there so was no noticeable doubt. because this is the thing. Like I was watching this and I was like, just based just because of Spanky and the fact that he's Texan. I remember, <laughs> you know, because the actor was born in Dallas or something. I, I His re- accent is thick. It's thick, man. He like I Dallas even sounds like too like much of a city for him to be from. Like he sounds thoroughly backwards. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's from Dallas, Texas. He's my age. Right. Uh, born in 88. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I just, the one thing I noticed right away was, like, you know, having watched this as a kid and that not returning to it now, until now, was, like, I just assumed this was shot in, like, Georgia or something. Mm. And then I saw, like, the crazy, like, I saw, like, downtown LA and, like, yes. the highways and palm trees. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because it is it's shot... like the Terminator 2 Judgment Day <laughs> took place in the same world. It's shot in LA, but it there were parts of it that felt like it was trying to... I think it was trying to pay homage to the fact that the, a lot of the old show was shot on, like, LA... Studio. I mean, it was shot on Hollywood studio lots. Sure, yeah. So I guess they were trying to, especially with like the homes that they use, like um, both Spanky and Alfalfa like lived in those like classic LA Hollywood bungalow homes that are just one story. Yeah. You know, and like they're really cute and small. And so I'm wondering if it was kind of trying to pay homage to that sort of old Hollywood sort of feel. Because that's, that's actually kind of what I was getting. I mean, this movie still, I like this movie. Yeah. Just for the record. And like, um, I think it does succeed in like creating a sense of cozy small town you know friends hanging out you know yeah sort of like a feel like that but i mean as far as like evoking or paying homage like i feel it's not good like like okay because in the original our gang like they're clear they're obviously this is how people were they weren't affecting anything so they were trying to then like harken back to you know the latter half of the 20th century um but allowed for you know what I mean they just kind of had it both ways and it just kind of made it there was a dissonance mm-hmm. I was like oh it's a little, it's a little dog and they got a go-kart derby and they're they're drinking malts and they're all hanging out in a ragamuffin little group and there's 
glittering, you know, city of quartz downtown LA and like a highway system. Yeah, but they're removed from that. They're like still in that, you know, they're in the suburb, not, well, I wouldn't call it suburbs, but they're, I mean, LA is still very, like, there are some parts that aren't so glitzy. No, I know. And I mean, but it's just, where were they? I guess we should probably have figured out what neighborhood they shot in. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but. But, Or maybe it's like a metaphor, like, you know there's these like reality bubbles within LA that they intentionally make right where like you can both be there and not (laughs) the place where dreams are made of or whatever the fuck they call LA yeah okay they apparently shot somewhere um at the 1000 block Figueroa Terrace in Los Angeles so they were somewhere that doesn't tell me anything not being an LA native yeah but I'm sure that tells like maybe someone out there knows someone knows what that means right right in right in um but so one of the things that I really liked was that the kids were doing like kid things and it felt authentic authentic to like what my life was in the 90s where it was kind of just like you went off and did whatever the fuck you wanted and no one cared yeah Yeah, I I get so nervous about stuff like this because, like, you know, again, it's nostalgia. Uh It's like, yeah, I wasn't supervised, but I lived in the suburb. Right. But I lived in, like, I lived in a small town, but my house was literally kitty corner to the borders of Irvington and Newark. Mm -hmm. And I wandered, sorry, Irvington and Newark, New Jersey. Um... But I literally, like, I wandered through, like, Ivy Hill Plaza in, New- in Newark and, like, wandered back to the park where, like... Is that, it, I don't know, is that bad? That's, yeah, no, it's not great for, like, a 10-year-old to be doing at that time. But, like, right. yeah, I had a bike. I could go wherever the fuck I wanted, and I did. Yeah. So, like, that feels very authentic to me. Like, these kids are just kind of wandering. They have a clubhouse. They... A lot of biking in groups, I remember. Yeah. Just sort of hanging out at various people's, like, each... We would, like, use each other's houses as, like island hopping like stopping mm-hmm. points to get like you know you gotta get your gushers yeah, you like your, your gushers, 1 p.m gusher your fucking mac and cheese from that one mom yeah has like ninja turtle mac and cheese yeah probably gummies and then and then we would like you know we'd bike to like the woods mm-hmm. and uh you know we'd find some like homeless person's encampment that they deserted and like look- and we thought <laughs> that, like then you would find that and you'd be like oh man guys blackbeard is here yeah and it would be like the one guy <laughs> everyone knows i don't know yeah no i think the, i think that kind of wandering was essential to growing up and it's like a thing that literally just does not happen anymore i don't know i don't know that to be true like i i don't know i mean i have no fucking clue like mm-hmm. i live in new york and i have no kids and i don't interact with any chi- like any young people below like four years to me the well i, I mean as someone who's like worked at schools for the past five years the extent of wandering that I generally see from most parents is like, oh, okay, there's a haagen two blocks away from the school. That's as far as you can go. Hmm. That's, like, not the but you're one. But you're, you're in, like, an exceptional environment. I guess, mate. I don't I'm know. I'm just curious about, like, the extent to which it's really that change. Though, to be fair, like, here in East Harlem, I do just see kids unsupervised all yeah. the time. Well, and again, just to bring class into it again. Yeah. Like, very Okay, very good point. You know, these kids are supposed to, I think it's not quite as clear, they needed to introduce Waldo, the, like, Richie Rich mm-hmm. little Who looked just shithead. like Macaulay Culkin. Yes. I thought it was Macaulay Culkin. Well, I thought he kind of looked like if Max Headroom and, like, uh, uh, Egon from the animated Ghostbusters, like, fucked. <laughs> and, like, had a kid. 
See, I was convinced that it was Macaulay Culkin because, especially after the Olsen twins and Raven Simone showed up, I was like, oh, so they just got all, like, the big kid actors from this era. Yeah, they really, like, just, like, fucking corralled everyone that was, like, kind of famous from TV commercials or film into this movie. Yeah. So, speaking of TV commercials, like, the uh, review, the original 94 review from the New York Times, uh, the woman who reviewed it argues that the movie fails to an extent because they hired all of these kids who were familiar with doing commercials and already knew their way around the camera. And she said that it made the movie too slick, which I really like, I actually felt like these kids were so natural. Yeah. I thought that they were fine. Yeah. That was like, that's a, that's a huge chunk of why it's a charming movie. Yeah, exactly. And it felt like there were takes, especially at the beginning in the first clubhouse scene where like, at one point, I remember Buckwheat just, like, randomly, like, wiped his hand over his entire yeah. face. And yeah. I was like, he clearly was not scripted to do that. That was just something that kid, like, he was tired or he thought he had a booger or something well, and he like, just did it. I feel like, like, you definitely get the impression in this movie that, like, uh, what's the name of the director again? Her, she... Oh, I forget her name, but it is directed by a woman. I will grab that right now. But... You did get the sensation that uh, Porky and Buckwheat were the kind of like crown jewel of like improvised comedy just because they were the youngest and they were kind of the most spontaneous and silly. So like whenever they wanted to cut to like what I would consider the most like naturalistic child acting that Mm -hmm. was happening, it was generally them. Like it would cut back to them like interacting and goofing around. The director was Penelope Spheris and I, yeah, I feel like she really got organic, um, reactions and because these kids are small yeah they're they're very tiny and they had to anchor an entire movie and like speak clearly so that they were understood and there are like a billion kids in this movie yeah i can't even imagine (laughs) i actually like i can't imagine what it would have been like to be on the set yeah and just also like if you think about it more there had that means that there were inevitably just a whole alternate like saturn's ring of parents yes like anxious overbearing parents oh dealing with the parents yeah. on the set. <laughs> i like i'm shuddering and i'm someone who works with like who used to work with parents who were paying like forty five thousand dollars a year for school because yeah. you know like darla's mom oh and, darla's like, mom is honey, a nightmare make her do another take but then also like if if the director gets too like like demanding she'll be like you're stressing her out she's gonna lose that rosy cheek glow that you hired her for well did you watch the uh credits all the credits yeah yeah where darla like looper credits yeah the other great invention of the 90s love them but it's like darla wouldn't stop looking directly at the camera camera. she did it a few times in the movie that i did notice. yeah she did (laughs) um so i just want to make one other note about one of the, the kids in the movie just because he's one of my favorite child actors of the 90s it's Ross Bagley, who was yeah, playing um, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. And so he has, in the 90s, like a string of amazing um, uh, fictional parents that I love. So in this movie... Do tell. Well, okay, so in this movie, Whoopi Goldberg um, uh, cameos as his mother, which is really cute and adorable. They're really, they're really cute together. It, it, even though it is like a throwaway joke. Yeah. It's just like, whoopee. Um, but so then, in starting in 94 as well, he was also uh, Little Nicky in Fresh Prince. So oh, light-skinned okay. Aunt Viv was pregnant, and then she had Nicky. So he had um, Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil's parents, which I think is fantastic. And then Will Smith liked him so much, working with him so much on Fresh Prince, that he hired him for Independence Day. So that's that shit that I yeah yeah. Okay. So 
he also then got to have Will Smith and Vanessa L. Williams as parents in Independence Day, which I think is awesome. And he's real good in Independence Day. Yes, he was. He's, he's so like, cute. He was, yeah. Well, he, he was the one that was, like, afraid of the dog dying or whatever. He was afraid of the dog dying, and, like, his first scene is, like, Will Smith waking up, and he's, like, already awake with the, with the, the alien yeah, gun. Yeah. It's <laughs> so cute. He's, like, he was a really, like, quality kid actor. And also, he was the puppy voice of the puppy in Babe, the movie. I've never seen Babe. Well, we should, we have also, like, have to, I guess, watch it by, I, I, we'll by get there. rules. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. But, yeah, so, um... Ross Bagley, great child actor. And then just one more note about him. I haven't decided and actually would love to hear from some of you guys. I don't, I think that he's wearing a terrible wig. In this movie? Yeah, I think, because so this I was. This your freaking, uh, uh, like, Good Burger conspiracy theory. Well, no, Cal was, that. those were extensions or an extension wig in Good Burger, yes. Right. So here's my thing with the, with his braids in in this movie they're so silky if you look at them no like seriously they're a weird texture they're not the texture that he of hair that he has in fresh prince or in independence day i don't think that's his real hair i think it's like a weird lace front and also just like i'm looking at him now yeah yeah that's not they're they're like it's not quite um like indian weaved. it's like weaved in yeah it's it's not quite like remy indian level but like it's also not his real hair and, and then once you realize that that's not it doesn't look like real hair then just like the placement of the wig continues to look off yeah then the hairline looks a little weird Exa- exactly it all but just goes I, to hell but right if i if i just remembered the pictures i was looking at from our gang isn't isn't buckwheat similarly like he no buckwheat just has like they just didn't comb buckwheat's hair originally i think in our gang what, what am i looking at here with this crazy shit the, yeah no i think they did that because baby they were, brother right they were trying to get him to look like a pickaninny so they just right, didn't the, comb his the, hair natty like yeah shit coming yeah exactly they just okay. didn't comb it yeah they made him grow it out and then we're like it's gonna get all nasty and gross <laughs> yeah right so maybe they're uh the the slightly more politically correct sanded edges version of the of yeah. 94 was like he has braids he has bra- yeah i just like uh, it was just it's not a good wig it was no. just that that's my I, whole but to be fair i mean th- this is like the the um the like makeup issue that you and Gita were talking about earlier oh yeah this is something just as like a, i guess like a white person who's consumed media for forever <laughs> and never kno- i just don't know it is literally erased from my which is the problem right yes there we go okay so all right learning edifying myself <laughs> part of the point um yeah so th- those are all my thoughts on buckwheat aside from the fact that sorry this is another no keep going. weird tangent do you remember when i was bothering you for the longest time because i wanted to cosplay as buckwheat and alfalfa with you oh yeah yeah guy we uh listeners Matt and I would make a great buckwheat and alfalfa, and his alfalfa girl. Or can I just be Porky? No, alfalfa, because your hair would do great with the with the uh, with cowlick. The, <laughs> the cow- I would have yeah. The stupid down the middle, and then the yes, head. your hair would look amazing. Also, that's not a cowlick. No, it's that's, a, but that's a what we're calling it. Crazy. No, yes, it's it's not actually a cowlick, but that's what we're calling it. Yo, also, sorry. Yeah, okay, but yeah. Yeah, we would, and then his girlfriend Christy would make a great Darla. Oh, that's that's See? so true, man. See? Oh, wow. This, I've been telling you this for years. That could be really good, actually. For Halloween. All right. And then, like, I don't... We, we have lots of friends. We could, we could <laughs> fill in. We have lots of friends, guys. <laughs> I swear to God, we have friends. <laughs> and they're so real. Yeah. They're not from Canada at all. Mm-mm. 
they weren't bought by you know we didn't buy our followers yeah <laughs> i have all 30 of mine um okay anyway do you um you want to move do you want to like quickly just explain the plot of the movie maybe yeah okay that's almost secondary to to the fun to the just like discussions around the yeah production like this movie is just like like i said before this movie is just kind of very charming to me like i watched it last night and uh i was just like "Eh, this is charming as fuck yeah like these kids are adorable like they're all solid enough actors like you were saying to like not get annoyed at their inability to like speak, mm-hmm. but they were doing quirky little things where they like couldn't really get words out type quite correctly and stuff. The kind of stuff you love when totally. you hear kids talk, like kids say the darndest things. Yeah, it didn't um, feel like there were multiple takes done a lot in this movie. No, and these kids had to kind of deliver some mouthfuls yeah. occasionally. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just would say that I liked that. Mm-hmm. So then the plot. It's a little, it's just kind of like, this happens, then this happens. This happens, yeah, and because mean, of that, this. The two, the it's two, kind of like a screen screenplay 101, like, do, don't. Right. Like, you don't do this. But when you're making but a obviously movie for, it doesn't matter. for five-year-olds, like, it's really fine. Yeah, it's just like, follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. Like, look, they, blah, blah, blah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the two basic plots are the fact that they have this, like, prize race car. Um, what do you, uh, what are they, a box car, or. Yeah, it's go-kart. a box car. It's a go-kart, sorry. It's not, it's, it is a go-kart is motorized so it's not a box car oh i didn't know there was a well, difference because there's just the box car races are just you just use gravity to go downhill oh i didn't know that but yeah so they have a they have their prized uh race car called the blur mm-hmm. and they're all hanging out in a really well done you know shanty shack clubhouse yeah. called uh, and they're they, they're part of the he-man woman haters club yep where their point is to just sort of demonize girls and uh hang out and develop a male bond <laughs> they're the elks they are baby elks yeah or you know if you're if you're more into like internet stuff now they're like the proud boys or uh, or the red pillars the red pillars they're like they're basically it's like an adorable version of the manosphere yeah. where like they're not like talking about how like they're not like cernovich saying how if you like you know jizz yourself then you know you'll, you'll become more attractive or you know i mean i guess that's i mean that's like part of it's what- how i see the honestly it's how i see the proud boys in my head the okay. Gavin McGinnis, like, weird cult thing. I, I think that's, like, just part of what made me a little sad watching it. Because, like, you can see in your head when you're watching this the Reddit page or, like, the Reddit account that each one of these guys have, like, each one of these children has when they get to college. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, I mean, what do you mean? No. No, like, because, I mean, before the end of the movie where they become, I guess, welcome to girls. Right, yeah. You can see, like the reddit accounts and the pages that they follow on reddit you know what i mean like spanky is oh, oh you mean like if you had to th- if you had to throw forward to them yes being in college and like trolling the internet warriors. they're yeah. definitely like harassing women on twitter sure that is who they are no and you know i mean to the movie's credit i guess <laughs> the lesson is that you should be inclusive but like i mean again like because we're in a f- kind of fucked up time like yeah, I was definitely. I definitely watched this movie. It was just like immediate. Was like, you know, uh, propaganda. I was like, not. I didn't think it was, but I'm oh. like, I was just like, there's people out here that would go another piece of like flaccid liberal like SJW mm. propaganda. I see. I you see. know about how to cuck men. You know what I mean? Yes. I've used this word so much. I, I'm I, so I, sorry, everybody. 
I hate I hate that word. I hate the pill pill metaphor. I hate saying that people are pilled in any way. You would say I might be black pilled at this point. I don't know. I, I don't know what the black pill is. I'm not actually black pilled. It's, that, that's like another stupid because they just they took the fucking idea from the Matrix and then made a bunch of other t- pill colors. For oh, because I know the red being. pill. I've never heard the black pill. Yeah, and if you work at a shitty job, you're wage cucked. And if you what? if you take the black pill, it means you're like a, a, a nihilist who believes that human life is worthless. What are these people? <laughs> what are they do? What? Oh my god! So it was just interesting. Like I, I was watching this movie, and I was definitely like, "There's some contingent of people who would now look back on this adorable fucking kids movie with delightful child actors and go, look at this shitty propaganda.'" You know, about how women can do it just as well as men. Why can't men have their own safe spaces? Yeah, like, why, like, this is, this is part of the corrosive ideological wearing away of male bonds and the, and the proper, you know, place of a male relationship in a young boy's life. Oh my god, is Little Rascals a movie for cucks? I think some people would say it would be. Or, or it's, it's a, it's a, it's a stone laid on the sort of paved roadway towards being completely, you know, owned by, I guess, your succubus wife at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm. Well, anyway, but that's just the unfortunate um, sort of, like, parallel narrative that's always running in my head mm-hmm. now. Because of the... Because literally, and literally, I mean, the result of that online sort of wave, he's in this movie. Yeah. Which, good. I mean, good job connecting that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we keep, like, I'm sorry, we keep saying he, I guess I should just say, yeah, no, like, Trump's at the end yeah. of the movie, and he's, but in this movie, it's interesting, because, like, again, the, the gender dynamics is, is what's key, but, you know, little, like, subtle tip of the hat to class, and them being, I guess, kind of poor, and the fact that their parents are in absentia, except for, like, one weird scene. Right, where they go to each other's houses trying right. to find them, yeah. And they're, and the, you get to see the two dads of Alfalfa and Spanky. Who look obviously exactly like exactly Alfalfa the and same, Spanky. Which is creepy yeah. as hell. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just, can I say one thing? So also in this post-credits, like, blooper thing. Yeah. They have one of Donald Trump who is in the end of the movie with Reba. That's where Reba McIntyre also right. is. Who and also, a fine, a fine sitcom. I really like Reba. <laughs> yeah, like, too. who can not... I'm sure someone will, like, write in to tell us that Reba's done something terrible at some point. Yeah. But she just seems really delightful. She does. I like when she kisses Alfalfa or whatever on the cheek after they win the race. Yeah. And she says, is that a cowlick or are you just happy to see me? That was very strange, but also... Like, his cowlick was a erect uh, dick. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's the second... <laughs> that's the second erect... Erect... Erect. Um... <laughs> I thought um, in Iraq. That's the second Iraq. Those words were erected from the record. All right. <laughs> oh, no, that's the second erect dick joke in the movie. Um, there was one about I whipped out my lizard. Yes. That froggy. Was or, real weird. Was froggy. it froggy? Yeah. Yeah, it was froggy. Um, anyway, I just want... Okay. So, <laughs> back to the, the... Something for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the post-credits um, bloopers were, were... Donald Trump is eating popcorn... And he spits the popcorn out onto the people in front of him. Did you see this? I, I thought I watched all the credits, but I don't know. So mine, I watched it on Netflix. And FYI, um, it's leaving Netflix on June 1st. So if you want to watch it, watch it now. Yeah, guys. 
get walk, on this. Run, don't walk to your, <laughs> your computer, I guess. But so at least on the Netflix end credits, um, there's one where Donald Trump like puts popcorn into his mouth. There's pe- He's sitting on bleachers at this uh, go-kart race watching in the stands. So the stands are filled with people. He puts the popcorn in his mouth and instantly spits it out onto the people in front of him and then is like, oh, that's bad popcorn. And I was just like, that's, you're a dick. You've well, just been a dick forever. Well, I mean, like... It was, he, that wasn't scripted. He was, like, just trying to be funny. Oh, you think And he, he spat on people. Well, well, I mean, like, the, what's, I mean, like, the thing is, though, that, like, Donald Trump in this movie, and, and in and most of the shit that he appeared in randomly, they're in, like, various forms, even, like, cartoons and stuff. Yes. Like... like he, you know, he's never varied his tactic. Like, he just sort of goes like, yeah, fuck up. it. Yeah, he shows up and he's rich. Like, that's always He's a cameo. rich asshole, and, like, that is, like, the shtick. And, and he's like, that's how I'm gonna, like, present myself. Like, that is my, like, ethos, no matter where I go. And, like, he's like, all press is good press. Right. Like, so, like, when people are like, do you want to be the rich father, asshole father of Waldo, the villain in the Little Rascals movie? It's like, sure. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, Donald he was, Trump. He was also in, I guess, uh, Home Alone 2. I don't remember. I think he's in Home Alone. I've never seen Home Alone 2, but I hear that he is in Home Alone 2. Well, he's in, oh, because he's in the... Uh, he's in a hotel, He's I in, like, a nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's in Home Alone 2. He's in this. And I. he's in... It kills me. He's in my favorite episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Listen, don't... Yeah. It's gonna... Yeah. It's it, fine. It just sucks. I like, love Chinatown, but, you know, Roman Polanski directed it. What am I going to do? Yeah, but, I mean, Roman Polanski <laughs> that's not the same. Terrible. That's not an equivalent of that, but, yeah. It's just all... I don't know. I think there's just something... Roman Polanski... I mean, Roman Polanski is not part of your childhood. He's not, like, a warm, happy place from your childhood. I hope Chinatown is not a warm, happy place Rosemary's your- Baby was on dense rotation in my, uh, my childhood years. Well... Uh, listeners, that would explain a lot about Matt. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, it just, it sucks that he, he, going, looking back, we allowed him to, like, lay this groundwork, not even just starting with The Apprentice, but, like, starting with these appearances in our early childhood films where we allowed him to appear, we thought his assholishness was funny, and that just, like, and so subconsciously this man has been appearing to us as like a funny doof since the early 90s i mean he's in it for the long game he's playing 12 dimensional chess oh (laughs) can you take that hot take and just like eat it or die he's actually the smartest man in the world with a an un a sort of unchartable IQ. I can't fucking take these hot takes where everyone's like, you know, he's just he's playing the long game. He's we're he's gaming it out. Well, my favorite thing, the other problem is that his line in the movie is really funny. What's his one line? So oh, Waldo's the best like money. Waldo's like driving in his like. We're jumping to the end basically. Yeah. So sorry about that, but it, who cares? Um, and he's like, he's talking on his like crazily large mobile phone, and he's I love like, it. "Hey, Dad, like, riding to the start of the race." excited to win it for you and then donald trump goes like okay waldo it's good to see you. it's good to hear from you you're the best son money could buy right <laughs> and it's like you that's can... so funny come on like what does well, he mean did he like did... did he like get a test tube baby yeah because he's so rich or did I... he like buy a child on the uh, like internet i mean not to not to be completely indelicate but do you believe that he impregnated melania listen <laughs> do you believe do you 
This woman will not even let him touch her hand. Have you seen all those gifts? Do you think he t- they turkey basted it? Kind of. Maybe. I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised at this point. She I mean, won't how let him. T- 10, 11. 10, 11. 10 or 11. Yeah. So that would He's put, in the fourth grade. That would put him at like 58 when he did it? Or oh, way older than that. He's 75 oh, he's now? Se- I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he's like 75 now. So okay. like 65, 66-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. If we're, if we're correct. Well, gentlemen, listen. If you're thinking that you can just, you know, blow your load into somebody and like... It's, you're at no risk no matter what age you are. There's a higher risk of schizophrenia in children after... Sorry, I'm sorry. He's 70. So he was 60 when... I'm not saying... 59. Yeah, I'm not saying that his dick doesn't work. I'm just saying... <laughs> no, I'm just saying that Melania clearly does not want him touching her. Mm. And the sperm is lower motility. Right. Yeah. It right. Takes a little hard. It's a little harder to take. Yeah. They don't, they don't... The tail isn't as long. They don't swim as well. Also, how old was she? Oh, that's a good question, because she looks very severe. <laughs> that's a euphemism for uh, desiccated or something. I, I, said se- I, I said severe, and I stand by it. Listen. She's 47, so she would have been 37, so that was a late, a late age. But you're still, yeah, you're still, it's, that's still it, okay. It takes a little more. It does sometimes take in vitro at that age. Sure, yeah. As, as my boyfriend has told me, and I, and I punched him afterwards, uh, your fertility drops uh, what was the word that he used? Exponentially after 30? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I think the word he used was precipitously. Oh, wow. Hey, listen. What was... Listen, I'll keep our, rom- I'll keep our wow. romance off air. How did the, what was the rest of that conversation? <laughs> um, me punching him in the gonads so that his, his uh, the fertility the would drop. The motility would drop? Yeah. Hey, just... Maybe he wants a little rascal of his own. Okay, back to the movie. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Jesus Christ. Well, so, okay, so we touched on the, the boxcar plot. They have a box. They have a boxcar. It's the best thing ever. These two bullies are trying to steal it. The B plot of the movie is that um, Alfalfa is currently breaking the code of the He-Man Woman Haters Club by romancing and actively dating Darla. Right. Who is the most, like bioengineered looking little cherubic girl oh yeah and she has a pretty gnarly lisp yeah <laughs> also i think she has a lisp in the original our gang too oh, i think so this doesn't sound like it was no she affected though okay. um anyway not to be bitchy to, but i have another really cat me and chrissy were watching this <laughs> and we were just like because it's so it's so that you know it is very stereotypically gendered so like Darla and her friends are like tittering yes. little girls in flower print dresses in pink rooms, mm-hmm. uh, constantly just giggling about boys. Uh, but they're doing it. To be fair, they're doing it at the same time. Um, the boys are talking about girls, right? They There's do that sort of. They do, they, they do the, the sort of Greece yes. style intercut. Yes, it's very. Um, tell me more. Yeah. But like the there's one me and Chris I'm so sorry we were just we were like this was we're mean but <laughs> the friend Marianne yes yeah yeah uh, we're like that those are clearly little girls Marianne looks like she's 45 years old already <laughs> that's because she had that haircut yeah but just a face and just <laughs> looked 45 we were just like there isn't fucking person with like progeria in here who's like Do got we- it. What? Do we have to watch that movie? What? Jack. 
Uh, I don't want to watch. I don't think Jack I, counts. I does it not? Was that the right time too? Yeah, it's in the it's the nineties. I don't want to watch hairy ass Robin Williams playing basketball in like an elementary school. Readers, um, it's also n- a, insultingly not how progeria works. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, that too. But um, I just listeners. Tell us if Jack is a kid's movie or not, because I act. I'm genuinely actually not sure. Because it was definitely marketed towards me. Because I remember wanting to see it. Right. Just watch Big. You, that's, that's, that's not well, what we, we, can't we can't do we it, can't but that's the better version yeah. because it's not sad. I mean, I would say, like, also watch Benjamin Button, because that's, like, a better movie. Is it? I mean, it, was, it has good performances. So, in Little Rascals... Yeah. I'll put up a Twitter poll, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the B-plot is obviously, yeah, that, that they're losing Alfalfa. He's he's in love, he's sensitive, he's in touch with his feminine side, as he says. Yes. He's everything that the He-Man woman haters hate. He's been he's been uh, infected by a toxic ideology. He's been caught. Yes. <laughs> he's 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 caught he's been caught under the sort of Svengali like sway of a, of the of the opposite sex and he's and he's uh yeah. Yeah. He's lost his manly, he's lost his manliness. And so to stay in the He-Man Woman Haters Club, um, Spanky makes him promise to never see her again, never think about her again, never talk about her again. Of course, that just goes horribly wrong. Yeah. I mean, he's horny. Yeah. In like a kid way. And, uh, <laughs> there's a version of it when you're, you know. A yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I felt it for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And so like. You know, they end up trying to. The, Darla ends up wanting to have a romantic dinner, lunch in the clubhouse. So, right. So Alfalfa is like, okay, like, uh, here, okay, he like calculates. He's like, this is when they won't be using it, so I'm gonna go do it. Um, but you know, obviously Spanky overheard their conversation in a boat in like Venice Beach or something. It was Venice. Yeah, it was Venice. I looked it up. And uh, and they use a can on a string because they're still trying to evoke it's the, the 1930s. 30s. <laughs> but okay, to be fair. That wasn't the only movie where that was used, and I know that because there was a girl who lived next door, Jenica, who I used to try to do that. Yeah, with. no, the, the can on a string thing was like in every like endemic to every kids movie. Yeah, where because everyone was living in big suburban houses and talking to their BFF. Right, and none of us were window. allowed to have. Do you remember like wanting a private phone line in your room? No fucking way. Yeah. Like I wanted, like no, my parents weren't going to give me one, but like I was like, oh, I think I should have my own phone line, and I think. I don't know if the Babysitter's Club made me think I should have my own phone line or what it was. But looking back now, that is crazy. Who's going to give their 10-year-old a phone line? Yeah, I don't think I even asked. I think it wasn't until high school that I even thought to kind of be bummed that I didn't have a cell phone. Right. Well, yeah, in high school, like, because cell phones, the Nokia brick phone was like kind of become when we were in high school. So I did get one when I was like 17, Mm -hmm. 16, 17, 16, 17. Um, and only because I was coming to work in the city. Right. I got one at 17 because my parents realized that, like, the convenience of being able to reach me was, like, outweighed whatever indulgence they thought they were doing to me. But, right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird just to think that we've come from can on a string. Literally in our lifetimes, though. Like, no, but seriously, like... <laughs> yeah, no. Like, children are born with the phone, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Not to sound again like Andy Rooney. <laughs> Like, these kids are swiping and expanding and... Touching! They're not even looking at each other and having an intellectual debate about, like, when the fuck did I ever... Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, they get pranked. Alfalfa and Darla trying to have a nice meal in the in the clubhouse, and they get pranked. They put 
like like wrung out foot sweat in their grape soda and they it's put all bad. kitty litter in their sandwiches and stuff. And then Alfalfa, who had lit candles for the for the occasion, like suddenly like they give up. Like like Spanky and the gang just start banging on the walls and they're like, Alfalfa, we know you're in there with a girl, like get the fuck out here. And Alfalfa blows out the candles but leaves one lit, closes the thing and he comes out and tries to hide the fact that he'd been having a date, but then all of a sudden the whole clubhouse is on fire and it burns down. Yeah. And there's and a fun fireman scene where it's really Spanky's cute. got a fireman's hose and he's flying around and it's definitely like... He just looks like he's playing Quidditch, but he's yeah, just on a fire hose. Which is definitely like a 1930s style like sort of like slapstick prank to yeah. do. And in another 1930s like sort of homage, uh, he claims to have a toothache from getting his wisdom teeth taken right. out <laughs> and he wraps like the he thing... big cloth over his Which head. I don't understand, but okay. I, I, is it supposed to have ice in it? I don't... Do, I, listen, medicine in the 30s was barely medicine. Right, because that's how they also treated mumps, if yeah, I remember correctly. But what is it doing? What's what's happening? I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's... So then I guess it's really just the fact that like the race car gets stolen. There's a little cross-dressing scene well, at one point. Well, okay, so Alfalfa like also, in the over the course of the lunch, is like, can't wait for the big talent show with you, Darla. Okay. Right. Yeah. So then the clubhouse burns down, um, and uh, they're pissed. But um, when does Waldo come into the picture? Um, he drives up. After. He kind of just rolls up. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not like organically introduced. They just needed to get this character into the movie, and nothing's that organic. Like, yeah, it's definitely just a sequential thing. Like Waldo just rolls up during like Alfalfa and Darla's date. Mm-hmm. And is like, yo, girl. <laughs> let me get your number. Yeah, like, do you like what you see here? Like, let me get with this. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, but we, I, that's why I'm like, let's just jump to the cross dressing scene, and then I feel like we will have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, okay. Like, well, I, 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 I forget how that happens. I genuinely um, do. I saw it yesterday, and I forget how it happens. Shit. How does that happen? <laughs> well, okay. So yes, because. Alfalfa is desperate to apologize to Darla. Right. But Spanky wants Alfalfa to go insult Darla. So they know where Darla is going to be, which is at the ballet recital. Mm. Um, But then the bullies follow them to the ballet recital. And then they get chased. So they get chased and they end up running into a bathroom and putting on... Uh, ballet outfits they with put wigs. They tutus and wigs. Yeah, and then, and this is, it was really funny, because, so have you ever heard the thing where if you play a little girl's voice over the, te- like if a little girl picks up the telephone, not in person, uh-huh. but over the phone, or n- unseen, if a little girl and a little boy, like under the, before puberty, right. you can't tell their voices apart. Right. Most people either guess wrong, or like won't be able to tell them apart as to which gender right. they are. And it was, like, the same with these. Yeah. They both just looked like little girls. It kind of, like, actually wasn't as funny as I think they wanted it to be. Right. Just because they are so young. These are, like, five-year-old yeah. children. This wasn't, like, gentlemen prefer blondes or whatever. The- exactly. <laughs> it was just, like, well, okay, it's just too... And maybe, again... But that just- also made it believable that they would, they would fuck up Butch and Woim. Totally. No, and no, then no. all of a sudden we're, had crushes on right. Spanky and Alfalfa. No, totally. And, and, and it's also just part of, like, probably part of our 2017 sensibilities where, like, a 
boy in a tutu is not like a strange thing any like anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, our, our personal fave Commonwealth or commonsensemedia.com uh-huh. or commonsensemedia.org rather uh-huh. the parentally curated yes. movie website was like, yeah, like this movie, this movie is great, but like, so it's it, the, the 1930s classic expresses some of the same prejudices as the original relying on some girls are gross and anti-gay humor. Oh, I wouldn't expect um, commonsense.org to come in hard on the anti-gay humor. For some yeah. reason, I thought they were Christian. It's like, like it's a is, weird Christian website. I, I, it probably is. It, it has to be based on how they're wording. And okay, but they're progressively Christian. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, then so there's that scene. Um, then because the clubhouse burned down, they need to make money to build a new clubhouse. Um, well, there's also there's a funny chase sequence where Alfalfa is suddenly in his underwear. I didn't find that that funny. Well, it's like that's where he runs into like like. Darla turns on him on a dime. Yeah. Literally, because she's, like, she's, like, totally obsessed with rich, this guy's money now. Right. And his charm, his worldly charm. Waldo, for the record, the dude who plays Waldo turned into, like, a fucking, like, stereotypically hot guy. Yeah. He's got, like, big, swoopy hair and, like, a that same jawline. He looks kind of, like, a, a little freaky in this movie. Like, he's, like... <laughs> I mean, like a robot kid. The way the way I'll describe uh, uh, what Waldo looks like now is that he fits in very well in the Bravo reality show that he was on. Yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But like, he's at the ballet recital. The weird thing about the chase is he's at the ballet recital where Darla is, and he like freaks out, and he runs away from it. And then, as over the course of this chase, suddenly he's like in his underwear, and he jumps into a pool trying to run away from a dog or something. Mm-hmm. And he ends up on Waldo's, like, estate. And right. Waldo's having, like, a cocktail with Darla in the pool. And I'm like, man, she got, she got out, of, there out of that recital and into Waldo's pool really quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, time... What is time when you're a child? It's, it's a, nothing. No. Okay, so that's the that's the chase scene. Um, and then, like I was saying, they need to get money to build their clubhouse. So there's one part where I got really confused because they do the classic... Um, three children on top of each other <laughs> thing oh. to go get money at the bank to pretend to be adults. <laughs> and I was really afraid for most of this scene because it took me a minute to realize that they weren't dressed as Orthodox Jews. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I thought they were. Okay, so basically it's like three children on top of each other and then on top it's um, Stymie? Is that Stymie? Uh, is there, yeah, is there one named Stymie? Okay, so it's Stymie yeah, and... And the other one, Porky. Yeah. And they are, they're, they're wearing like black hats and long beards, beards in yeah. like a very traditional, like orthodox style. I'm, to make myself feel better, to make myself feel like they didn't dress as Jewish to go into a bank to get a large amount of money. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Amish. Sure. I Although, want to believe they were Amish. I don't think that's what it was. And I think they doubled down <laughs> right. by having Mel Brooks be the bank guy. The lone guy. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah, yeah. Mel Brooks was in there, but also he was not having it. Right. And then as they were leaving, they were, the joke, the gag was that they run into dudes who look exactly the same. Right. But they could have been Amish, They right? could have been Amish. I hope they were Amish. They could have been. Okay. Because otherwise, there's, that's not a funny joke. There's wiggle room. Okay. Uh, so they don't get a loan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the the seven-year-olds don't get a bank loan. So what else? Um, I mean, it's kind of like... There, suddenly they have a pet monkey, so that happens. But then we're at the go-kart thing. 
Like, no, really. Like, that's, Are we? Yeah. What about the talent show? That happened... Oh, the talent show is at the fair where the go-kart derby is. Right, but it's before the race. Right, but do we need to talk about it? A little, just for a second. Okay. Just because this is where this is where Alfalfa... Uh, this is where Alfalfa's fate is sealed as having been the loser in, in, in vying for the affections of Darla. Okay. Because Darla doesn't want to see him. Spanky has succeeded in convincing Darla that Alfalfa hates her now. Right. Uh, by delivering an insulting note and sabotaging the Oh, lunch. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Darla has officially decided to do the talent show instead with Waldo, Richie Rich Waldo. Mm-hmm. So they do the... L is for the way you... It's very strange. I... That's one of those scenes that really stuck with me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Ever since childhood. Just because, oh. Just because, again, I feel like Waldo is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so they do a duet, and, uh, and and Alfalfa tries flailingly to compete, but Waldo puts so- dish soap in his yeah. water, and then he, like, hiccups bubbles and stuff. I don't know if that works. Oh, do no, that's, that not, works? that's not how it works. In fact... Okay. In fact, uh, Common Sense Media, that's one of their cautionary things. They're like, if kids see this, make sure that they don't try this, because this isn't how it works. There's not going to be bubbles. They're just going to be sick to their stomach. Oh, no. I probably have to call the CDC. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was just going to say, that's, the, that's like the... Not the CDC. The poison control in yeah, your town. Not the <laughs> CDC. Fucking hazmat suit people. No, no, yeah, yeah. Call, call your local poison control number, which is a number that in the 90s, my parents would always leave with the babysitter. There you go. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if, I bet you if I went to babysit. In fact, no, wait, I have babysat in the, in the aughts yeah. and no one has left me with the poison control number. No. <laughs> that's, sorry. That's just like such a, there was such a nineties thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've babysat too for some really anal retentive families and they uh-huh. didn't they didn't do that they're just uh-huh. here's our numbers sorry i shouldn't i didn't babysit in the 90s but like in the early aughts like i always got poison control huh when, interesting. I, when I would babysit um, um and when i started babysitting in new york i never got one anyway okay um no but this seems important because like alfalfa embarrasses himself he hiccups bubbles uh darla runs off with waldo officially it's just done yeah and he also this is where he like because his performance trying to win her back was so pathetic he actually also loses credibility with all of the rest of the He-Man woman haters. Mm-hmm. And that's when him and, and uh, Spanky exchange insults. Right, 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 and right. And he's officially excommunicated. Oh, and then that's when they And then there's a stupid, sappy song that lasts maybe, like, actually only, like, a minute. Right. Where they make up. Right, right, right. Uh, and then they decide to compete in the, in the derby. Mm-hmm. Because, because earlier they tried to do some sort of half-baked sideshow grift yes. on the fairgoers uh, to make money, which was a bust, but Porky and Buckwheat just grabbed a random $3 sign in front of the talent show. And stole everyone's and money. And stole everyone's money. And then Mrs. What's-Her-Face Crabtree. was like, you can't take this money, but we can't give it back to people because I don't remember who has it. So then she's like, this will be the prize money for the fucking derby. Right. And so then they're like, we'll do the derby and win the money we illegally made off of unwitting people. Yes. And that is how we arrive at the Derby. The bullies stole the blur. Mm-hmm. There's a montage where they build another blur out of garbage and they call it literal the, garbage. The blur two. Literal garbage. Waldo has a like Waldo's, prototype. Waldo small... shows up as Speed Racer. Like yeah. that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Waldo shows up dressed like Speed Racer. He's in a fucking space shuttle 
and uh, his dad's <laughs> Donald Trump, and uh, and then they do wacky races, basically. Which yeah. I loved, too. I thought it was, I know, like it, was, a, it was cute. It was like, it was as fun as the wacky races cartoon. I mean, yeah, as someone who is planning on cosplaying as Penelope Pitstop uh, yeah. at Comic-Con this year, like, that's, I, I enjoyed it, you know? There was, like, the silly string trap, and, and yep. Waldo had those, like, blades on the sides of his wheels. And someone put rockets on their car backwards. Yep, as a, because they're stupid bullies. Yep. It was wacky races. Yeah, it was cool. You were missing, like, Muttley. And then all, I mean, the most important plot point that happens during the race is that uh, Darla uh, decides that Waldo is not the man that she wants to be with and demands that he pull over. <laughs> They're all, all six years old. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> Emotions are strong. It's just funny, six. yeah. Waldo's an arrogant prick. Yeah, so she's like, pull over. I will not finish this race with you. And then what happens is they pull over, but you don't see who gets out of the car. Because they're wearing these helmets that obscure their whole face. Yep. And it's... It's... Darla! Darla! Which we know because Darla then saves the day. And ladies is doing it for themselves. Hell yeah! (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) Um, And they they win the money, and Reba McIntyre is... What's her name? AJ JD something. JD Vance. What's JD, her name? No, no, a, no, AJ something. Robinson. I don't know. Whatever. It's a. She has an initials, so they think it's a man. A gender ambiguous name, so they're it's like, like JK Rowling. Yeah. So they're like, uh, we were just set. Like, so then Spanky's like, they're getting their money and their award, and then Spanky's sad, and it's like, we were thought we were gonna see J H the third. I want. I want the man. And then Reba's like. Well, that's me, darling. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, I'll race those cars. I'll race the cars. It's me, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> and then Spanky's like, you're Reba McIntyre? And she was like, I am. How about a smooch on both cheeks? And then yeah. Spanky's like, golly gee, thanks, I, y'all. I, now I like women. <laughs> I guess women can be equal to bad. But only if they drive cars. You're the best driver in the entire of Hollywood, California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She is anyway. The, she's supposed to be the nail in the coffin of Spanky's misogyny, right? <laughs> and he learns about equality, I guess. And then, we and then, and Alfalfa always knew, right? And then we flash the end. And Alfalfa was woke the whole time. I mean, <laughs> fine. But then we flash the end, and suddenly they all have girlfriends. And then everyone pairs off. Yeah. In the in the in a in a nightmare scenario, including the one Asian member who didn't speak the entire movie. Was there an Asian person? There's an Asian one. There's an Asian kid in the clubhouse. Where? He doesn't speak. Wow. Yeah. I literally didn't register him. Well, you know, that's the 90s. And it turns out, uh-huh. Has a very extensive vocabulary. Yeah, and a, and a superlative grasp of grammar. <laughs> and uh, so that's the little stinger joke at the end there. And yeah. Ra- and Raven Simone is one of the little girlfriends. Yeah. Of Stymie. Yeah. Who, I mean, like, I don't know, like, Stimey's maybe. cute. Stymie was cute. They were all doing this 30s thing. So Stymie had like a little bowler hat on. Yeah. Well, he was also... Stymie was... Like, that's... It was weird. He like made me think of Neo, who like would all... Do you know who Neo is? The singer? Not just the... Oh, Neo. Yeah. Neo. Yeah, N-I-Y-O or whatever. N-E, yeah. N-E-Y-O. Yeah. I was but thinking just, of The Matrix, obviously. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I've never seen that and you know it. Um, no, no, no. Neo, who like always wears a hat... And then one day I saw him take off the hat and he was bald as fuck. And it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what that, that's what Simon reminded me of. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was like, I, I was honestly just confused. I was just honestly unsure and on the fence. Like, 
is he a caricature in a way that's like would oh. be ups- like a little annoying now or is it fine i have no idea all right cool. yeah i don't know i liked it yeah i liked it too yeah um, okay. write this shit? so let's uh take a quick break um and then when we come back we will give you our uh final thoughts on the little rascals aka our gang Hey guys, um, this is your uh, reminder that you can give us comments, questions, reviews at um, either our email address, kidstable at gmail. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. It's not like you you don't know what our email address is. You're right. I really shouldn't uh, make anything. Okay. Anyway, you can um, write to us at kidstablepod at gmail.com that's kidstablepod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at kidstablepod um you know that's just a place where you can tell us what you're thinking what you like what you don't like uh movie suggestions sometimes i put polls up blah 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 so yeah don't forget to get in touch with us we like to hear from you um also you can rate and review and we'd really appreciate ratings and reviews um on the itunes store and of course this podcast is hosted on soundcloud so you can follow us on soundcloud and i don't know listen there and shit what else can you do with soundcloud matt i don't i don't know download sure download (laughs) okay but Um, please do uh please do like chime in yeah chime in because you know, at the moment, obviously, because we're not popular. No. We're very starved for inter- for engagement. I love attention. And so, especially now, get in on the ground floor. If you're, like, a particularly, like, uh, if, if you're if you're weirdly engaged or obsessed with something and you, and you just want to, like, interact with us on a more intimate basis because we don't have, we're not swamped. Yeah. Now's the time. Yeah, if you have a lot it. of weird questions, we don't ha- we're not doing anything else. So if you have weird shit that you want to ask, like, we'll probably address it. We probably so. get it on the ground floor, guys. Yeah, get weird with it. Yeah. Any problem, no no problem too small at the moment. No, but you never know. We could we could be on the front page of the AV club tomorrow and you, you will don't have know. missed your chance. We could get we could get fucking folded into a larger, more prestigious network. Please. Even though our sound quality never varies. No. But that may change relatively soon as well. Maybe. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also, if someone wants to pay us money or give us sponsors or studio space to do this. Are you also just yelling into the void if a patron exists? Oh, my God. I'm not setting up a patron. Hmm? Patreon. Patreon. No, I don't mean pay. I literally mean a patron. Oh, a patron. Oh, like Patreon. a real patron. Yeah. Like oh, a, of okay. the arts. Okay. <laughs> Because this is, we're doing God's work here, and if we could get we promoted, are. it would be really cool. We watched uh, Ladybugs so that you did not have to. Right, but also sort of said that you should, because it's supplementary to it. Well, okay, <laughs> listen, I think we had a very thorough discussion, and uh, that's all. Anyway, guys, remember, uh, kidstablepod at gmail.com and at kidstablepod on Twitter, and we are now going to get back to the show. Thanks. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Kids Table. It's time for final thoughts from me and Matt on uh, the Little Rascals film. And this is the part you guys all look forward to the most. The, <laughs> n- the quantitative <laughs> assessment, the numerical 
rating system that you know and love. Yeah, um, this movie has a 23%, I believe, on Rotten Tomatoes. So we are going to add to that. But it's solidly... No, because that's not... That's not, that's misleading a little bit. It is, it is, yes. It got critically panned when it came out. Also, I believe this movie was profitable. Probably, I mean, I don't doubt it. Not by, like, a huge margin. Um, but somebody thought it was good because it's stacked with random people that are, are famous enough in the 90s, especially, to... Mm-hmm. Anyway. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't just give his time to anything. Nor what... I mean, what people think was in Theodore Rex, so, like, what do we, what do we know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... Whoopee. But that's what was magical about this era, to to farm nostalgia again. Yes. Okay. Well, um, so, yeah, we do this. Uh, we rate it as we would have thought it about, as we would have thought of it in the 90s when we would have watched it originally and organically. And then we give it a rating as we would watch it as an adult, uh, what we think of it now, taking into account questions like, would we show this movie to our children? Um, yeah, so Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, I, uh, man, as a kid, I definitely remember liking the movie. I feel like it would get like a three and a half. Mm -hmm. And now having watched it sort of would also give it a three and a half. I've just, I've, I'm rock steady on this one. I know it has like, you know, I know it has a kind of, um, I don't know. Right. Like problematic yeah, yeah. past. No, no, but we're judging the 94 movie. So. But this particular film, mm-hmm. th- yeah, the, the, the only thing, which I didn't notice when I was a kid, but now do, is is just the weird, um, the weird time bubble that it takes place in where it's like, I, I, I it, it's the same score, but like, I do feel kind of strange having seen it now as an adult and just noticing all of the weird skyscrapers and highways and palm trees everywhere when I definitely at the time as a child thought that this movie took place in like Savannah, Georgia. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we both thought that it had more of a... Or sand- like Louisiana or something. I think, yeah, we thought more it had more of a Sandlot setting than it did. For sure. It was because like everything about it, small town Americana while taking place in fucking one of the biggest cosmopolitan cities in the U.S. Right. So, three and a half, adult and child. Okay, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much the same. I think I would have given this a three as a child. Um, There would have been, there would have been not enough girls doing things for me, but I also still think I would have enjoyed it because my mom made me watch the original ones. So, a solid three. Um, And as an adult, like, I was fairly charmed by it. I thought it was like, the kids were, I just, and you were saying this earlier, how our... The woman from the New York Times who reviewed it said that the children looked too slick, whereas to us, they looked very, very natural. Like and they acted naturally. Yeah, they acted very naturally, and they were doing things that we both felt that, like, real kids just do. Yeah. And I'm wondering if our perspective on that is because we have grown up in the era of the serious Disney, ch- the serious Disney child actor. Right, the freaking, like, yeah, genetically engineered kid from birth. Exactly. Because, like, watching this as an adult, like, I'm just so happy with how much these kids are kids. Yeah. Um, That it really improves my overall view of the movie. So, like, I'm happy to give this. I'll give it a three as a kid, but I'm, and I'm happy to give it a three five as an adult. And, oh, my other comment that I would be remiss to not mention is uh, during, the, during the go-kart thing, 
they go off the course. They do go off the course. And when they're driving around, they go through a supermarket and they collide with people. Mm -hmm. And those people fly so far in the air. Well, did you (laughs) the one woman who jumps very agilely into her cart, like leaps into her cart. Right. She gets out of the way though. Yeah, but it's amazing. Like everyone. And then they hit an old man. Right. I'm just saying, very funny. Yeah. They fly like 80 feet into the air. No, I think there were some really good set pieces in this movie, as we discussed. And I also think it was like shot fairly well. Like I yeah. loved the opening, the first scene where um, Spanky is just sitting on his step. And it just looks so picturesque and like so nice. Yeah, they um, framed things really well. The, the cinematography was actually very good in sort of evoking yeah. small town coziness. Yeah. So this was, I mean, I'm happy. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. No, this one pretty much got away scot-free. It's, it's, I feel good about it. Yeah. And I've, and I've really always felt good about it. Yeah. Well, that The source me- material is ripe for good. all kinds of picking apart, but this movie is just a pretty solidly adorable movie. Yeah. Man, it's good to, it's good to do this podcast and not be angry. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, I'm sure Enjoy this rare occasion. Yeah, I'm sure you'll make sure that that doesn't happen the next time because you do love to pick a terrible movie. You know the movie I'm bully. I'm, well, uh, we're not doing that next. It will happen soon, folks. It'll happen eventually, just not next. There are people who have said that they want to hear about there it. There are like three people <laughs> and they don't count. That's like 30% of our viewership. Or listenership, rather. They don't count. Alright, guys. Alright, well, um, so I'm not going to make the mistake this time of trying to announce what we're going to watch next week because I genuinely don't know yet um i will let you know on the twitter whether or not um we're gonna do this whole bi-weekly thing i don't know we'll see it's memorial day week uh coming weekend coming up so give us a little break if we're a little late next week (laughs) um because someone is leaving new york city again sorry that i need to see my family well you shouldn't have to do that (laughs) um anyway so uh matt where can they find you on the interwebs uh, like I've said a million times. You, you have to say it every time. Trickscomic.tumblr.com. Can you just say it? Because, like, new people are going to be listening. Trickscomic, all one word, dot tumblr, dot com. What are they going to find if they go there? It's a dystopian, hand-drawn, just pen and paper comic book that I draw on a desk about the Trix Rabbit and genetic engineering. Uh, yeah, it's already pretty far in, so if you just joined, like, you've got a nice... Nice little chunk to read at the moment. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter. But I keep forgetting. I think my handle is just Matthew Torby. At Matthew, Tor- or Matthew Torby. Yes. So follow me too. And where can they see your face? Uh, at Patrick Williams, I guess. It's weird to say another person's name. Okay, but like in what medium? Like just oh. tell them a, a title that they can search on YouTube. Uh, Handshake Anxiety. Okay. Is a video that Patrick Williams shot. My friend Patrick Williams who has a YouTube channel. That I contribute to, although not recently, because he he's been out of the city. There are so many better ways to say that, and one day you're going to figure them out. I'll streamline this. Don't worry. Yeah, you okay, go now. Okay. So um, my name is Kendra James, and you can find me on Twitter at Kendra James underscore. Uh, make sure that you hit the underscore, or you may hit a porn star. Um, I am, for the rest of the summer, doing recaps for The Bachelorette on L.com. Waboom. Which, which is, oh my, how do you know about Waboom? Don't. 
don't reveal my sources. Keep talking. Okay. Um, sorry, Matt is just the kind of person who would not be watching The Bachelorette. So yeah, that's on L.com. Um, I'm going to be reviewing Wonder Woman for some outlet, which I will announce via Twitter at some point. And um, I, oh, go to Shondaland.com and sign up for newsletters because I also work there. And yeah, that's pretty much a thorough roundup of me on the internet. So um, if you want to get in touch with both me and Matt for uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, considerations for this podcast, The Kids Table, uh, you can write to us at kidstablepod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at kidstablepod. You should follow us there because clearly after this episode, I have promised a lot of polls and <laughs> I will Including try. who's hotter? Adult Which, alfalfa or adult Waldo? Oh, did I put a poll up? Oh, no, that's just my question. Oh, okay, great. I'll put that up as a poll because it's clearly adult alfalfa. Yeah, I would agree. Thank you. I mean, I basically date adult alfalfa. So but like, don't, yeah, but don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't skew it. Don't put your thumb on the scale. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, so I'll, I guess I'll be putting that poll up too. So you guys have a lot of engagement to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> to <make laughs> Content is king. Content um, to make up for the fact that Matt and I vanished to California and left you guys without a word. Um, so thanks for listening and Matt, do you have any final thoughts? Any, 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 a song in your heart, anything that you would like to leave us with? Maybe like give me a lot of runway to sing something or something, but I don't. Oh, well. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if I knew that I had to do a little pithy stinger at the end of each episode, I would, I would come more prepared. Oh, I feel like that's obvious at this point. What? I, I feel like you, you... <sighs> this can't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Yes. I don't know how it goes.